0: Welcome to another episode of Stories of Success. My name is Natalia Nicholson and I am with my sister, Andrea Smith, who is a mental well-being expert advocate advocate. (laughs) (laughs) um you name it and not only is she um, someone that really does flagship mental health because in this day and age you know for all of us to really get ahead in terms of our personal life our businesses our careers our mental health and well-being is actually really important and that's why I really wanted to home in on it about you being an advocate because I feel like um I don't know there's just been so many years of people talking about weight Talking about, you know, what we should eat, what we don't eat, our skin and everything about our exterior. But nobody until the pandemic, in my opinion, has really focused on, you know, when they talk about mental health and everybody deals with things differently. Um, You know, I'm someone that just keeps it all in Um, and probably I'm going to (laughs) explode. There's other people that, you know, put it out there and then people don't take it seriously. And then it's got a stigma attached to it as well that. You know, if you can't cope or there's something wrong with you, well, just go and see a counsellor or trying to just attach a solution to it. Um, and when we really do look at our physical well-being, I'm someone, as we can tell, struggles with food. <laughs> you know, I'm a big foodie. I like eating things, but that's seen as OK. Makes sense. Whereas if we was looking at that from a mental, internal point of view, well, then if I did things that were wrong... Well, then, you know, you need to have accountability. You now, let's have all these meetings. It doesn't have the same effect. So um, that's why I kind of wanted to just hone in on that. But today is not a, a mental well-being day. Today, um, we're actually going to be looking at women entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, October being Black History Month, us being women of colour. Um, I just really wanted to look at women that should be recognised, that aren't in the forefront, don't get spoken about. Because again, we live in this world that, you know, reality TV has taken over. Like you can just be known for the most random thing now and get notice and coverage when there are those that have done exceptional things, work their butt off to the finger bones and don't get the recognition for it. So today's episode for me is highlighting some of those. And Annabelle, who writes my scripts, has put a brilliant script together today about seven amazing female entrepreneurs. So I really want to take a special look at the special honours that are awarded by the Queen of England twice a year and have ceremonies. Yuji um, on her birthday or in the new years and i've always grown up knowing about you know cbs ob's and Mbs, but i don't even actually really know what they mean <laughs> what's your and i knew when i did this episode you were the perfect person because i know you know this stuff i don't actually even know what yeah i said it you can write all your comments below just keeping it real i don't actually know what they stand for do <laughs> <laughs> <To> you <laughs> let me put you That's under pressure <laughs>
1: I, I do, fleetingly, but if you ask me to, um, to articulate that the ranking, you know, what the qualifying um, the qualifying criteria is to even be considered, how you've put on that list, all I know is that the Queen has a gorgeous garden party, I've had a few friends that have attended, and Ooh. somebody gets labelled with this, or you get the end of year honours list.
0: Right. See, would love to attend the garden party. So, according to Annabelle, not according to Annabelle, um, CBE is a commander. So that's the highest ranking. An OBE is an officer and an MBE is a member, the third highest ranking. So, um, Order of the British Empire, an honest, uh, Honours Committee basically decides who receives an honour and can give the honours to a person that has not been nominated or been nominated. Um, and diversity and equality is overseen by a group of an independent committee. So actually it's not like an OBE is just decided by the Queen, it's actually well thought about and made sure that it's a fair um, process, which I felt a lot better about.
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure you can either um, accumulate um, all of them up to CBE yeah. or you can go straight to the, the CBE depending on, um, again, criteria, what's been put forward what's get, and what gets approved. Um, Well done, Andrea. Annabelle, you'll be proud of us,
0: because Annabelle goes on to say, anyone can nominate someone for making a positive impact. So it could be in the community of their field of work, um, to Britain's repetition, the voluntary service, through innovation and entrepreneurship, through initiating change, improving life for others, displaying moral courage. So anyone can nominate any person that believes or acts in a way that has made them a long-term significant person to society. So they may be famous, they may be not, they might be unknown. Mm-hmm. All that matters is they have acted in a way that they are involved with activities or an organisation that has made improvement to a specific yeah. field or area in society. And made an impact. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason why Annabelle's wrote this today, and we're going to go through the seven women, is actually, as women and successful women, we need to nominate people more. <laughs> we need to be saying, hang on, you know, this person needs to be recognized. um Quite often, we make comments like the comment that I made. um Shoot me again if you want to, but I'm allowed to have an opinion. It's social media. And um, there are many reality TV stars out there. What is actually their really gift? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And then they're given a platform and become an influencer and can influence thousands and millions. Where you've got something like this that's recognised by the Queen, the society, there's a committee, there's a criteria you just told me. um, And we're not using it enough to recognise the women in our community. Um, You've
1: probably answered your own
0: question in in
1: that the process that you go through to be recognised for the impact that you've made is different from yeah. a reality TV person being publicised. Yeah. There is a difference between being well-known because of who you are, your name, your, the programme you went on to, versus being recognised. I'm sure people that have made an impact don't necessarily want to be recognised for who they are, what to recognized for making an impact. What they've done. Yeah, 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 yeah. And funny that you say that,
0: Andrew, I've been reading a lot lately with this whole, and everybody must have, it's not just me, you know, what are you going to be remembered for? You know, when it's your last days on this yeah. earth, what yeah. will you be remembered for? What's your legacy? Yeah, yeah, and it does. And so I think we do need to make a lot more effort of actually highlighting those who are selfless, and you're right, want to be remembered for what they've done rather than who they are. So Annabelle goes on to say that MBE is an award that's often often given to female entrepreneurs that have demonstrated remarkable dedication and determination to launching and running an organisation that makes a real difference to others. So today we are going to take a closer look at seven amazing female entrepreneurs that have been awarded MBEs. So I'm putting you on the spot because I haven't prepped you at all today. The truth be told, I've barely just read through the script that um, Annabelle's given me. Thanks for the glass
1: of wine. something you're gonna need.
0: cheers. That's okay because I haven't really looked over it that much myself. And that's the idea of these stories of success. um As we go through and we go through the scripts that Annabelle's given us, is a platform for us to be able to comment. You guys to comment. um You know, make sure you give your contribution because um, again this show is done to really highlight stories of success so we're not all in this place especially when we're talking about mental health well-being that you feel like you're struggling for something that you haven't seen anybody else do or create having shows like this makes you feel more comfortable that you know what somebody has doing it somebody is doing it so it just gives you that confidence or
1: your thoughts resonate with somebody else's out there yeah that's the main thing
0: for sure So the first one is Holly Tucker and Sophie Cornish. Uh, They got an MBE in 2013 for services to small businesses and enterprises. So Holly and Sophie launched Not on the High Street from their home in 2006. Not on the High Street is a website that provides independent creators and outlets to sell their own original products such as art, jewellery and various accessories. Starting with just 100 creators, the website backed by five venture capitalists has grown to over 5,000 creators. Women are 90% of the customers and business partners, and the main driving force for both um, sales are creators of the products. Um, This is a close one to my heart, because as you know, I have NN Inspirational Gifts, and I run a gift e-commerce company, and I feel like, not on the high street created a platform and a space for me to be able to launch that business where actually a lot of women are looking for gifts that are different gifts that are inspirational motivational they um come from an artistic creative industry as women we're often looking for gifts that are different or stand out Mm. we don't all want to be the same and i feel like not on the high street built a platform for many of us in e-commerce to actually bring our websites ideas to the marketplace and sell them and if we didn't have the ability to create our own online store you could actually sell it through not on the high street um, what's your thoughts on that On The High Street? Because you shop everywhere, actually. I do,
1: I've, I've heard of them, and um, I'm quite surprised that um, it was developed from um, such a small beginning. I generally thought it was a big, you know, um, up-and-coming, you know, big powerhouse with a corporate background. Not quite an Amazon, but maybe um, one of the, the, the small ones coming on. So to know it was like two ladies that founded this company in 2013, it sounds like an independent I didn't read it as an independent I was I was going to ask you if they'd actually sold the business and it is now owned by a corporate
0: because it, it gives me a Interesting appeal. question. Anybody knows, put it in the comments. I don't think they have actually, by the way. Um, and what is interesting um, about them, again, you're going to find from all the stories, most businesses that are founded by women and run by women, we don't ever seem to scream from the rooftop, this is what we do and this is how well we've done it. And it's another thing that goes back to that superhero cloak of, you know, doing so many things, achieving things, but yet we never really give ourselves enough props to say, I've done this. You know... Dust off the shoulder, because really, most people in the UK would have heard of not on the high yeah, street. Yeah, hands really down.
1: Beginnings and it's that storytelling element that I think most independents don't do that well, that corporates that are being quite tactical in building a story around their beginnings, where actually independents have more of an authentic storytelling that they could... Yeah. Out there, that resonates with their business and that's space.
0: where brand stories become so much more powerful Because we can connect and relate to stories Anybody that follows me or watches anything I do I bang on all the time about the laws of intimacy And how that relates to mm-hmm. connecting with people When you're trying to establish your business and brand And actually I would probably say you're right Having that brand story is what will connect people to them So one of their quotes or I am a futurist, I live in the future I really care about how things are done I don't accept no for an answer. I am absolutely never satisfied and I never look back. Um, and this is a quote taken from the Financial Times article, my first million, so look it up. But I love that quote, by the way. Mm-hmm. There's a lot about that, that re- resonates. And as women, it just kind of gives you this strength and empowerment Or, you know what, even when we're talking about mental health and well-being, sometimes you can't look back. You do have to look towards the future and kind of think, I'm going to go for this. And she's right. I think that's going to be my takeaway. I'm not taking no for an answer. Um, I like that. Um, I do believe that, but sometimes you have to be reminded of these things because, um, yeah, I've become a bit of a yes person lately. (laughs) Um, So, number three. So, that was one and two in one. Um, The next lady is Jude Ower. Um, MBE in 2016 for services to entrepreneurship. Jude launched Playmob, her gaming for good company, which uses the power of the gaming industry, which has a bigger reach than music and film industries and social media sites, Instagram and Twitter. Playmob was the first online platform that connected game studios to social enterprises with the goal of inspiring players to take positive social action.
1: When
0: was this launched? Um, so this was launched in 2016. So today Playmob has raised millions for numerous of charities and non-profit organisations such as the World um, Wildlife Fund and Oxfam. Now, this is an interesting one, because if you want me to be honest with you, until um, we read the scripts and do the research, I hadn't actually heard of Playmob. I'm going to be really transparent and keep it real. And I was wondering if this was... um, Anybody that's got teenage kids, actually, um, put it in the comments. I'm wondering if the younger generation have heard of them. And because it's related to gaming, would it make them take more seriously some of the social the social elements that the problems that the world's got and have any social impacts on them. I'm really interested to learn more about this model. And I think as we go through these seven entrepreneurs, um, for some of you that haven't heard of them, so I know that I'm going to be going away and looking at more about
1: this, but take Reese for example. I'm just curious yeah, to know. Yeah, so I, my son's just coming out of being a um, Gen Z. He's going to be 21 in March, so he's now... And, and I know that he and his friends, been and... Um, Young adults, men and boys, uh, men and boys, women and men alike at that age, they are very much again into their independence, yeah. and they wouldn't have been gaming in that way back in two thousand sixteen because they weren't at that level. They were still Minecrafting and, True. and like they wouldn't. Whereas now they would resonate with a company or or go for a gaming platform with that type of social consciousness behind it. Yeah. Back in two thousand sixteen. They wouldn't, but then again, you'd think that that type of concept is quite relatively new because there's a big yeah. thing the around yeah. the digital space. There's a big thing around women around women in Silicon Valley, around women in digital, to now being women of colour in digital and being in Silicon Valley. Well said. So to know that again, this is all. This all feels fairly new. But that was done back in 2016.
0: That's, um, that, that's well said, actually. And I pro- totally agree with that. But what I am interested in moving forward, I think anybody that has got a target audience, I get confused. Zen, Generation Z, Zen X, I always get confused. Which is the younger, which, what's Reese's generation? Jen Z at the moment. Right. So Gen Z generation, what I would say about this particular um, case study and what Jude has done, I think anybody whose target audience is Generation Z. <laughs> um, actually, I think, you know, when you're looking at your and you're looking at your persona and your audience, especially if you're not from that generation and maybe you've got products or service. Actually, we're not giving them the credit that they deserve of maybe how socially aware they are for a model like this to work in the way that it has.
1: But it depends. When you talk about those type of profiles, you know, in terms of millennials, which was the um, the, the, the more oh red-on-line versus Just Gen Z, gen gen, millennials are, you know, they're all about um, kind of like more around going, and I come commit from a HR perspective because of my background, so millennials are more, they want to go for companies who have a level of consciousness, who have a good corporate social standing, you know, who give to charities. Um, all, you know, that all, yeah, that's what that's what aligns with their values. Gen Z, they're the gig economy. They're not looking to be employed by anyone. They want to be side hustling. They want to grow their own business. Mm. You'll be lucky to want to go and work for any companies. They want to be starting their own. So yeah. it's the it's the mindsets of these these different types of groups in terms of who you're attracting. I totally to. agree with
0: that, but then sometimes I find that when I'm speaking to marketing directors or corporate um, companies and people that are older, and I'm guilty of doing it sometimes of taking the stance and view that okay, the generation Z you don't take life seriously enough, you mm-hmm. know. Um, the meme that actually you sent me is hilarious like you know when you're living with your parents you know the orange juice is pulled out the glass is overflowing all the lights are on you've got no sense of responsibility you take everything for granted and your parents pay for everything Then when they move in by themselves yeah. it's a drip of orange juice a tear with yeah. a toilet paper yeah, to wipe that's their
1: butt my son is concerned about ventilation and making sure that the windows close because of the amount of cooking that he does when he's at his apartment for uni at home, I'll lucky brings his, his his dinner plate downstairs up into the juices. <laughs> so that's what I mean. It's that's why so I find this particular success of this
0: company interesting because the attitudes of Generation Z maybe aren't what we stereotype mm. them to be. Um, so that one's interesting. So a quote from Jude was always expect the unexpected. And I didn't read this bit by the way, so it's just funny that we just spoke about this. So her quote is, always expect the unexpected. Things will occur that will catch you by surprise. And the trick I have learned here is to be open to this and deal with it as it happens. And this quote is from Harper's Bazaar article, Work It Out, Jude Ower. So, you know, look it up, look her up and look at that model of business. Um, I feel like all of these that we're touching upon are case studies. Case yeah. studies for whether it's you personally, your business and make sure you look them up. So number four is Sophie Tranchell. Um, She's an MBE 2009 in services to the food industry. So Sophie is the CEO, I know this company sorry, Sophie is the CEO of Divine Chocolate Brand um, which is part owned by a Ghana coca farmers cooperative and certified fair trade. Divine is now worth Wow, over 12 million, and has an invested million in producer support and development. Sophie campaigns for fairer trade terms for independent producers. She's also passionate about the environmental effects of growing cocoa beans and the UN Sustainable Development Goals. That's awesome. I, I, I actually know this company, and I did not know this, by the way. And this is what I mean, yet again.
1: this opportunity.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 And just, for me, everything is so amazing. This should be covered more. And actually, as soon as you say divine chocolate, you should know that story straight away. Um, Because that's amazing. It's like you've created wealth. You've given fair trade. You've given back to a developing country. You've made and um, I don't think how many of us have really realised that how much of the food that we eat are coming in from farms and countries where they can't even afford to feed their own while we throw away food every single, we- every single week. The money that is made compared to what farmers are getting, how they are treated, it, it doesn't fit, it doesn't marry. I mean, even now, I feel like the digital age has emerged because the world cannot continue with just 1% of the population having the wealth. Mm. There, ha- there has to be something that gives. So the ethics that go with this company, um, for me, you know, I'm sorry, this is outstanding and deserves yeah. to be really recognised. And this is the one that I will definitely be going into and delving further into as a case study. Um, and how can we be doing more to be making more of this type of model of business work? Mm. Um, I didn't I didn't I've heard of divine chocolate so sorry I'm a bit like whoa I didn't know it was worth 12 million and to know that that's been given back so one of the quotes balance sheet. yeah very healthy balance sheet one of the quotes from Sophie is it's an irresistible combination this vision of a chocolate company owned by farmers to change the way that the chocolate industry works I'm employed to make that vision a reality. And this is a quote from Vogue, an um, article of a divine career. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sophie, I think we should do a story of success on Sophie, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Annabelle, that's definitely going to be the next script. because um, That's an absolutely amazing um, achievement. Um, next is Emma Sinclair. She got her MBE in 2016 for services to entrepreneurship. Emma launched Mission Capital and was the youngest entrepreneur to take a business public in the UK. Wow. She went to co-found two more successful organisations, Target Parking and Enterprise Jungle. Emma also started a column in the Daily Telegraph called The Wonder Woman and is a UniChef business ambassador. Emma can be booked to speak for events throughout the UK's leading speaker bureau um again andrew i'd be lying to say that i've heard of emma sinclair sorry it's not personal um but emma you've now made me want to go and read or subscribe to the telegraph because any column that could be called the wonder woman is definitely a column um mm. for me and definitely our community um i just feel like that's something that we do a lot where we've got these superpowers as women and especially when you're from an underrepresented background that usually means you come from, you know a story of grit, tenacity and adversity. Um, and I feel like we all wear that superwoman cloak, and we just don't let people know about our superhero
1: powers. So we don't recognize our superhero no. powers. How many times does any of us as, as busy women juggling many different aspects of life? How much time do we give ourselves to sit down and think about, well, you know, where do I excel? What is my superpower? And talk about that as a recognised part of who you are.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, I don't think it's just Sophie, actually. I think maybe this whole list, we need to have some shows. Maybe we can even get them on to, you know, have interviews with them. Um, So go Emma. Um, Emma's quote is, I understand probably better now how to prioritise the value of support network both for me personally, professionally, internally and externally. Um, And that quote comes from Invested Investor Podcast. Entrepreneurialism is a universal language. Um, Love it. For me, sometimes I think And I'm allowed to have an opinion. (laughs) Entrepreneurialism could be treated like a career choice. Mm. Um, I feel like it's something that runs through your veins. So just like how some people can sing, they can dance, they are creative, um, they're good listeners, they've got great empathy while they might get into your field. We've all got different gifts. And I think entrepreneurialism is something that is within you. Mm. Um, It's a desire that even when you try to get rid of it, you just can't. It's like a disease. That's why many of us are always trying to start 10 businesses at the same time. Um, Number six is Octavia Gordema. Um, She got an MBE in 2012 for services to entrepreneurship. Octavia launched the 2010 Club career coaching company in the USA, working with organisations delivering workshop programmes and coaching. Her her, her advice has been shared with the White House Initiative on Educational Excellence for African-Americans and the United Nations, Octavia has worked with numerous companies, including Google and Tinder, and her goal is to help underrepresented professionals and organisations engage with and promote BIPOC employees. Um, Again, I'm not going to lie, I've heard of Octavia Gordema, but I didn't realise that her work was ingrained in the White House, the UN, Mm. and um, digital companies like Google and Tinder. I generally didn't realise that. I didn't realise her influence was so big. So this is someone that, again, I definitely need to look up as a case study and look into more but actually that is an absolute huge achievement i don't know if you've heard of. don't worry no one's gonna no i
1: I haven't but just listening to all of these wonderful stories it it, you know we we should take time to to self-reflect and think about all the wonderful things that we do that we do as individuals that we just do them because we are compassionate people we do that because we want to make a difference but we don't um we don't have to beat your own drum but we don't recognize ourselves for it or even give ourselves a pat on the back because i'm pretty sure that um, as people of you know who, who who are who believe in local communities who believe in trying to make a difference however they, they can who can just do one act of kindness a day that's, yeah that you know we should recognize that within ourselves yeah. and we don't As women, more so as women of colour or even, you know, take it wider in terms, it doesn't matter what gender you are, how many of us do an act of kindness or two a day and don't give ourselves a pass the back back for it? it. Definitely. And it's like
0: Octavia must be here with us because the quote that we've got from Octavia is you don't have to go it alone. Working with a coach enables you to reignite your career. Having a qualified expert in your corner who is 100% invested in your success can make all difference and that is from the octavia gordema website and i coach i mentor i train but i also have a coach and i think being coached is really important in terms of just growing yourself and also it's almost like having the fourth eye to your third eye to kind of just you know look at yourself and just be you just keep being a better version of yourself even if you look at you know people say oh what would your 13 year old self say and the first time I got asked that question, I was like, hey, I didn't really get it. Um, I don't come from a background or a place where, you know, you look, you've got the luxury to be looking at your 13-year-old self. <laughs> but as I've gotten older and self-reflected more, actually... That's what's helped me grow and have wisdom, is that actually, I reflect nothing of any of the versions of myself. I like the fact that you get to reinvent your saying with different versions of yourself. Does that make me it, have seven different personalities? No, not at
1: all. No. I, I'm a true believer in <laughs> reverse mentoring. And some of the resources that you have at your disposal, but you just don't recognise it. So reverse mentoring is when you you seek somebody who is younger than you who, you know, usually it works in organisations where you kind of learn from each other. You learn new things and, you know, you you kind of demonstrate your leadership skills but you get a different perspective from somebody who's younger. I have reverse mentoring in my house. My son is my mentor. He doesn't know it, but I sound check him on my approach to things sometimes. I, you know, he'll kind of reason with me over my view on something and I learn from him. I never thought I'd be in that position where I could say, I'll never tell him this, (laughs) but where I learn from the the nuggets of wisdom and his thoughts, his ideas in overcoming challenges or just what you should be considering. And I'm a firm believer. You
0: should always be a learner. Um, That's something that I've focused on a lot in the last four years. You can learn from all different types of people. You know, a lot of time my husband always wants to get on his soapbox and, you know, generally i roll my eyeballs to the back of my head. But then as he's talking now, because I've concentrated on being a learner, I'll sit back and think, actually, you've got a point again like you I'd never tell him Uh, and then I might act on that but I think being a learner in all situations to keep yourself open minded and also you know being an entrepreneur when you're looking at your business and you're looking to grow your business the biggest secret there is to that in this digital age is to understand who your target audience is so the more open-minded you are and the more you can empathize and the more you can understand people is the more insight you will actually have to your customer and marketplace i would definitely say being a learner is what's opened me up to try different things in my businesses that have been um they've skyrocketed just because of having that ability to really think how they think and be more open-minded um so yeah yeah I totally agree on the reverse mentoring so number seven, oh, please make sure I pronounce this correctly is sha Maiden Reed she got her MBE in 2015 for services to beauty and women so sha launched WAH a hip-hop magazine and went to launch WAH Nels. Um, Shah Medin is a British-Jamaican entrepreneur and wanted to share her story, which is why she launched Feature Girl Corp, which organises businesses, events, specifically for young female entrepreneurs. She went on to launch Beauty Stack with Dan Woodbury and Kel Lalabo. The coronavirus pandemic inspired Shah Medin to launch the Stack World, an entrepreneurial commun- um, community for women. I deserve that. Um, We are of Jamaican heritage. I have never heard of Charmaine Reed.
1: I I, probably need to do more than that. I'm going to punch myself in the face. I work in beauty. I've never heard of these individuals. I've never heard of their businesses.
0: I know. I know. And this is how you know we keep it real. So we do this show. Annabelle writes our scripts and we keep this completely authentic every week. Because that's why we can read this stuff and discuss this stuff and actually say, you know, we both need a slap on this one. Wow, I didn't know who this was. And if any of you that are listening to this feels the same, we need to go and look these women up. And we do need to have a show where we feature them individually. But I'm probably more embarrassed for the fact that I'm from Jamaican heritage and don't don't know who she is. I even, when I started reading, the script was like, please make sure I'm pronouncing her name properly. I actually went there. Um <laughs> shami Ding, you yeah you rock girl you absolutely rock and you're amazing and i definitely want to be looking into like this more like, i'm gonna go hard. and be i'm gonna go be, look, be looking this up and i'm actually going to be reaching out to her um as well and wherever i can support in any of these women as well i will be but i feel like that is an absolutely amazing achievement um you know it can be really difficult especially when you've got parents that come from the windrush generation Mm -hmm. and you know you're attached to two different cultures and you sit in no man's land it's actually it's it's really difficult and that's for many of us it's not just windrush generation being second and third generation in general can be quite difficult Mm -hmm. um but this is amazing story i'm not actually sure but yeah she's launched future girl um she's done events um, and she specifically her target audience is for young female entrepreneurs and went on to launch Beauty Stack. And the thing is, I've actually heard of Beauty Stack. I just didn't realise. Um, it's really important for us to plug, big up, nominate anybody that you know that's done anything amazing. And the women that we're speaking about. Because these are for really, for real, unhidden gems.
1: It goes back to what you were saying before. Even like some of the the, um, the names of these companies and, and the brands and what they're going into. Do you know what just popped up into my head? The... I think it's the real Housewives of New York. Is it I don't Be- think I've watched Becky that one? Or not Rebecca, Becky. And she she basically um launched a cookbook. She's written not Rebecca, oh my god, she launched a cookbook. She was on the New York Times um top ten book list and then she created that champagne Skinny Girl. And it's oh, a I did not know that that was her. See what I mean again? Yeah. I don't watch Real House of um, New York. I watched it years ago, but and and she's I secretly do <coughs> Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> she's quite quite outspoken. I can't remember her name. A Bit controversial, but clearly business-minded for doing all these things. And need to look her up as well. Yeah, and when you have that that the right powerhouse behind you, the right yeah. media agency pushing your your work, you know, putting you out there. That's when your, you know, recognition for knowing who I am morphs into recognition for what I'm now doing. Yeah. I have an idea, but I've got the funding, I've got the resources. I've she's got, got a thing. platform. Exactly. <laughs> to be yeah. fair, yeah. she's
0: got a platform as well. Um, and that's what's so amazing about what we're hearing. We haven't heard anybody that's come from a platform yet. This is...
1: Are you online? Just quickly. No, I can't.
0: We're going to have to reach out yeah, to them. I'm, I'm Where we to are me. reaching
1: out to all seven women. but <laughs> I'm eager.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, Sharmadine, we're definitely reaching out to you. Um, we also have got a heritage in common as well. So, quote, if you know what someone stands for, it's easier to decide if you want to join that mission or not. So this quote was in... Cited article exclusive where sharmadine reed launches new multimedia company so please do make sure that you look that up um, but we're definitely going to be reaching out to her so i felt like we saved the best till last because she was our number seven um, and i feel like we need to contact some of these women if not all of them and see if maybe they want to do an interview with us um, I feel like these are hidden figures, they're hidden gems, and I would like to honour each and every single one of you this Black History Month, and actually this is not just about Black History Month, I want to honour every single which one of these women that we have sat here and discussed today, yeah, um, just in general, and just the fact that you aren't more known about, and it's going to be our job to make sure we put this episode out as much as we possibly can to make sure that you know people do know who you are and look up your stories, because you are amazing um so please put your comments please share um please click onto the links that you'll find with this episode and show and make sure you tuned in and come and see us every single week for stories of success um guest andrew smith and we look forward to seeing you on the next one